Welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of The Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. Hey, man. Are you still Are you still Stephen Cook in <laughs> the second season? Second season of Stephen Cook. Absolutely. I think, we, I think we need to switch up our personas in the second season. <laughs> you know, should I be Brad and you be Stephen? No, I mean, you're going to be like David Lee Roth. Uh, I don't know if I could do that. He's so well, cool. You can pull it off. Yeah. I was watching a video yeah. of him. He sang Panama with Dave Grohl and the guys from, uh, from Foo Fighters. And then he sang Ain't Talk About Love. It was awesome. He Why? shaved his head. Dave shaved his head. Think I think I have to bald? shave mine. What? Because he's going bald? Probably. He's like an off the top have, by now. You have a full head of hair. You would never shave that thing. Oh, my God. It's so, it's so good. <laughs> you have a full head of Jew hair. I have a Jew. I have a con, I'm going for the Colin Kaepernick, man. I'm growing my hair yeah, out and I'm taking a knee. You should grow your hair out for sure. Oh, it would be awesome. I think it would take me a long time to grow my hair out like that. It would take me about three weeks. I, just miss, I'll just miss one haircut and I'll be fine. I'll be totally happy. It's Kaepernick. like an afternoon. Yeah. It's, it's an afternoon's growth. It's afternoon. Me. Get a little pick. I'm totally fine, man. You got your, you got your Jew for a go? Yeah, baby. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we can still laugh while the whole world is going to shit. No, don't worry about it. The president, he's going to handle it. Believe him. Oh, great. <laughs> because this is making... I feel that America is being made great, greater and greater all the time. Every, every day I wake up, I'm like, wow, we are greater. We no, are, seriously. We are making America great. Even, like, when I see, when I see people in D.C., it, obviously tourists walking around with their Make America Great hats on. Yeah. Oh, my God. I even want to punch, like, the 11-year-old girl in the <laughs> face. It's terrible. I get, like, violent. I think you have anger issues. <laughs> seriously. Is it wrong do, do they really think they're making America great? <laughs> what? They do. They do think they're making America great. They're making America great for white Christians. <laughs> It's like that thing he did in Alabama. They clearly think he's oh making God. America great again. Dude, they were chanting, lock her up. The election oh. was 10 months ago. It's Almost 11 ins- months ago. This is crazy. Uh, and they're still screaming, lock her up. Lock These her up. These people are unhinged. They're unhinged. Totally. Dude, he is unhinged. <laughs> he's calling out football players and basketball players. Oh, what the right. hell? But before that, he was going on and on about about North Korea, and he's like, he's like, Rocket Man, it should Rocket Man. He's like, it should have been handled eight years ago. It should have been handled ten years ago. It should have been handled fifteen years ago. But don't worry, it we're gonna handle it. Believe me, we're gonna. It's so weird. Believe me. He did that I at the UN. He always uses that believe me thing, and he never has any like details about what he's going to do oh, no. to handle it. You just have to take his word for it. He's good for it. Is it a cliffhanger until but, like, next time he comes back to Alabama? I, yeah, exactly. It's like, who's going to get fired next week on The Apprentice? <laughs> Dude, Which country are we going to nuke next week? The whole thing he makes went, me... He, he went in front of the United Nations and said he was going to totally destroy a sovereign <laughs> country. Now... I am no fan of North Korea, of the North Korean regime. Oh, wait, I think I you mean, might be. 
You hate I, America I'm that a, much, and you hate freedom that true. much. I do like Korean food. <laughs> <laughs> but fuck, they don't even eat in North they Korea. They don't even eat in North death. Korea. They fucking don't they're have starving. food. Look, there's no question. This is they a bark regime. Yeah. They eat bark. Yeah. This is a horrible country. However. Terrible. Fucked up. There are millions of innocent they can march, people in though, that country. There. They can march that? in that country. They can march. They march they in formation, march, man. They, they can clap, but yeah, they, yeah, they know how. They know how to <laughs> worship their leader. They're better than we are at blind worship of their leader. But there are millions of innocent people who he just threatened to annihilate. I know. He's well. He's didn't he? Wasn't he the one during the campaign who called for torturing the families or killing the families of terrorists? He's in it. He's yeah. But it was that this the speech. I was watching it before we went on, and and the thing in Alabama. He, you're absolutely right. He was completely. He was more unhinged than he's ever been. I think. You I mean, why. and that's like saying something. But and you know, he came off of what he thinks was like a terrific week at the UN, and so he's actually. You get the sense he's feeling kind of confident. Um, yeah. And he but just you know went why? down there and went bananas. I mean, it was a it was but you, it was a bonkers speech, dude. But why? Do you know why he went yeah, was I know why. this week? Because this is a distraction. He knows that they're fucking closing in on him. Right. Right. It's it's definitely they're closing so, in on him. So here's the question: Is yeah. he deranged? Because he's deranged and he's basically lost touch with reality. Or, or is this totally calculated because they're closing in on him? Because Mueller's going to indict Manafort because they have all they have all of this information from this investigation that is gathering speed, but which still may yeah. take a year. So, did he right. say to his confidants, "Listen, they're closing in. The heat is just getting it's it's getting hot." And we got to throw the base some serious fucking red meat. So let's go down there. Let's talk about Rocket Man. Let's let's bag on 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 Senator McCain for voting against repeal and replace some crazy bill that would throw millions of people off healthcare. But make fun of John McCain, the guy who has glioblastoma. And then, as you said, go after football players and basketball players. I mean that that's like I a trifecta. For the base. Yeah, but I don't think I, I think he is deranged and I also think he is trying to deflect. Right. But I don't think I don't think he's saying to his main advisors, like, this is what I'm gonna do. Right. You I think know he's that they're just closing like, in. He just does it. Right. He does it because he is it's like an impulse. A, he's like a cornered animal. <laughs> he is. It's like lashing out. Dude, he was like frothing at the mouth in Alabama. And dude, he's you a kid what? from Queens. They're like lapping up this shit in Alabama because of all the dog whistles. Well, that's it. I mean, he might be frothing at the mouth, but did you hear the way the crowd cheered when he said Rocket Man? I know. Like, they're fucking insane, they're, too. Yeah, they're braying for blood, anybody's blood. North Kim Jong-un's blood and North Korean blood. They're braying for to lock Hillary Clinton up. I mean, my goodness. It's just crazy shit beyond. Yeah, there and is like, a, there's a segment of the American population that has lost its 
fucking mind. No, they are. Look, he appeals to like the basest instincts, the racist, misogynist, violent instincts of people who make up the Republican Party's base now. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I mean, yeah. is like, you know, I don't know who I was listening to. Maybe it was Rush NPR. No, yeah. Well, <laughs> I do listen to Rush all the time. Um, and, yeah, and they were talking about, oh, well, you know, clearly the Democrats have a problem. Look, you know, eight, ten years ago, ten years ago, West Virginia was a Democratic right. state. Everybody in, everybody in the state. And now it's almost totally Republican. Hmm. What do you think happened in those in, in those eight years? America elected a black man twice. So it's not about anything I mean, other than race, I think. That's part of it. The other part is this is a part of the country that used to be heavily reliant on mining. Yeah. And those jobs are disappearing. Well, it's true that those jobs are disappearing, but the kind of way in which the Republican Party has has leveraged that issue dovetails very nicely with, I think, this kind of the, the racism that's at the heart Absolutely. of what happened during the it's Obama much years. Easier, it's much easier to blame somebody else for your misfortunes right. than to take a cold, hard look and say, these jobs are never coming back, and I don't have an education, and I don't have skills to do anything else. Right. So it must be but the black man in the White House's when, fault. But when and, and the Republican Party yeah, is only too willing it's to allow... It's his fault right. or it's it was, somebody else's fault who snuck into the country illegally well, and they're because taking their jobs is, away. Because now the Republican Party is a white nationalist party. It's like openly a white nationalist. The leader of the Republican Party is a, is a, is a white nationalist, a supremacist. All this time, though, the Republican mainstream was winking at these people. Now yeah, well, they've been engulfed by it, and that's and that's the explanation for why states have flipped from being. We've talked about this before. The whole Nixon Southern strategy, the whole fucking thing. This is what down when he went down to Alabama, and he threw this red meat, this trifecta of yeah. misogyny, violence, and African American athletes aren't true blue. Americans. He called them sons of bitches. It's unbelievable. Dude, Dude let's he, just for one second <laughs> take a step back and recall that when talking about the protesters in Charlottesville, right. the alt right, he referred to them as fine people. <laughs> but he talked about the, the people <laughs> who, Colin Kaepernick, who Steph Curry, these guys as sons of bitches. It's it's sick. People want to take a knee at a football game to protest because, because African Americans are getting killed against with African Americans are sons of bitches. No, it doesn't fucking work like that. When you're a violent racist, we have to say you're a violent racist and you're a Nazi and you might be in the KKK too. When you are, when you're exercising, I, I'm sick of this. Like, oh, they're only exercising their Second Amendment rights. What about the First Amendment right to take a knee if you want to? Exactly. Exactly. You're entitled to do that. And don't say, oh, you're getting paid a lot of money. And Fuck you. Exactly. Fuck you. If I have a platform where millions of people are watching me and I feel strongly about something, why shouldn't I use that platform as my right? And Go. if you want to take my job away from for doing that, well, then you're violating my rights. These guys. I mean, th- this is the thing that 
just strikes me is that Colin Kaepernick is shining a light on something that it goes on in America every single day. This injustice against African-Americans. And for people to then turn around and say that Kaepernick is the problem. In the, the, these aren't people who are – they're not willfully blind to this. They know this is happening. They don't care. They don't care that's happening. So they're complicit with this police state violence. And it is, uh, it is sickening to me the way in which Kaepernick – has been treated the way he's been so obviously blackballed by blackballed. the NFL. Just yeah. it's it is a shame. It's a shame in every which way, and it just adds to the fact that the NFL is disgusting. You they have they have enabled this kind of horrible, horrible blackballing of Colin Kaepernick. Add to the Fuck fact the that NFL. they have for years covered up. Uh, CTE and what's been yeah. happening to the players. Aaron Hernandez. Well, how old is he? 23, 24 years old? 27. He's, he was 27. 27? Okay. The guy had CTE? Yeah. He had adva- He had like one of the most severe cases that the um, examiners had ever and, seen. And the NFL has covered Listen, this up. Fuck this, man. They are putting these guys fuck, at risk. Making tons of money. NFL. And these guys are... They're Af- they're mostly African Americans. They're in the arena. It's like being eaten by lions. Exactly. Fuck it. Fuck the NFL. I'm not watching Fuck it. Them. Besides the fact that I'm the Giants watching. suck, so I'm not watching. That's true. If and they were good, I might peek, be- but I'm not. I'm not yeah. even doing that. It's a lot easier to to boycott the league when your team sucks. I know. I have to. I, I do I'm have not to admit lie. that. I'm not going to lie. If we were if we were New England Patriots fans, God help us. Fuck. How would we be able to boycott the league? First of all, we if I was a New England Patriots fan, I would kill myself. Yeah. Well, that goes to that <laughs> I'd be like, If I was a New England Patriots fan, I would just be, like, by definition, an asshole. We would be because your quarterback is a Trump supporter. Tommy. Tommy's a Trump your coach. Your coach is a Trump supporter. Tommy and Bill. And your owner. And, and your owner is a Bob, Trump supporter. Bob Kraft. They're all Trumpsters. So... As far as I'm concerned, the New England <coughs> Patriots are Trump's team. That's uh, right. Fuck the Patriots. Fuck the NFL. Fuck I, I There's think, great baseball to be watched. You know, I, I know that the word hero is is abused, right. and I don't really know if there if people are heroic. But what Colin Kaepernick is doing is brave. Oh my God, he's basically he, he, he's he career sacrificed his career. Right. He sacrificed his career on the altar of his principles. And who He's, the fuck in our society is willing to do that? Right. Exactly. And you know what? He's a hero, not these fucking cops who, just because they wear a uniform, they're America's heroes. That's bullshit. Exactly. These guys are abusive in the worst ways constantly. Not every cop. Well, not, not every cop, but, you know, look. These guys, the guy who, who, who shot that guy in cold blood in 2011, okay, granted, it was a high-speed chase. The guy uh, had a record, but he planted a gun on him. And what was his defense? His defense was, I feared for my life. That is the same excuse for everything, up and down. All those years ago, when I got a ticket, getting on the highway in Washington at a time of day when it was HOV only, 
and the guy was abusive to me and he grabbed his, my cell phone out of my hand when I was trying to call my dad to find out whether I should sign the ticket or not. It was a whole long story. And he grabbed the guy was he was enormous and he grabbed the phone out of my hand as I was trying to talk to my dad, hung it up, held it behind his back and said, if you don't sign the ticket, I'm going to have you arrested. So that when my father, my dear father, who was a lawyer, sent a strongly worded letter to the chief of police in Arlington County, Virginia, the chief of police wrote back and said, uh, my officer feared for his safety. <laughs> I was like, I'm five foot six, 160 like my- pounds. He had a gun, a nightstick, and was like six foot three. <laughs> and I have a cell phone. And I had a cell phone. A cell and I was phone. calling my daddy to find out what to do about my, my, my ticket. What, he was just being fucking is- abusive. So it, it, it's what obviously is- not the same thing, but it's the same. It's the get out of jail free card for these yeah. guys who I have for my life. these guys limited abilities. Give them a badge. Give them a gun. Give them a hat. And they're going to abuse people. Not all of them. Not all of them at all. That's not the case. But if somebody a large gave me number a gun, of them. If somebody gave me a gun and a badge and a hat. You'd I'd look awfully asshole. funny. I'd make fun of your ass. I'd be an asshole. <laughs> I would, I would shoot, make fun I would of shoot you. you in the face. I would shoot you in the face. <laughs> I'd be like, who are you, the cop in, <laughs> in the village people? YMCA. Mm. Paul Blart, mall cop. Macho, macho man. No, seriously. It's I, would like, shoot you. I would shoot with my gun. <laughs> you put a cap in my ass? Damn, that's cold. No, I'm, I mean, I'm sick of this. I, you're absolutely right. Colin Kaepernick is a hero. Colin Kaepernick is sacrificing everything. Granted, you know what? Uh, people are trying to say, well, he's not that good. He's not an elite quarterback. You know what? There's 17 teams out there who have quarterbacks who are statistically worse than Colin Kaepernick. Why do you think he he doesn't have a job? Because he's taking he's a, a distraction. He's a Fuck distraction. Yeah. You know what? The NFL is a distraction from my peaceful Sunday afternoon. Exactly. I'm not watching. Fuck, Fuck them. Him. Fuck the NFL. Fuck Donald Trump. And meanwhile, and meanwhile, now today Trump went after Steph Curry. I know. Which is like going after, it's like going after like... Sesame Street. <laughs> no, yeah, like, like Steph Curry is one of the most beloved basketball players in the world. Dude, I'm wearing my Steph Curry sneakers right now. I mean, how do you have Steph? You're the one person who bought Steph Curry sneakers. No, no, no. I got him from I got him from Justin because he's like he's a he's a man child. So Justin, who's not even 14 yet, is like six foot. He's size 11 and a half. So he was, wow. you know, my size so like three sizes you know? ago. And so he let me borrow his Steph Curry's and I was like, I'm taking them. He's like, I was going to sell them on eBay. I was like, no, you're not. You give them to your uncle. So I got my Steph Curry's. Those shoes did not sell very well. <laughs> I've got them. <laughs> you're like the only one. <laughs> but seriously, how do you, how do you, how do you take, how do you, Criticize Steph Curry. The dude, you're right. It's like criticizing Sesame Street. It's like killing puppies. It's like trampling fresh flowers. I mean, what the fuck? I, I feel like I feel like. Oh, wait, what is it about common, Steph Curry? What is common, that attribute of Steph Curry? Oh, he's a black man. Yeah, there's something. What do all of these people have in common? Hmm, what mm, could it be? African Americans. Hmm. What could it be? I have to. Th- I think we need to punt this one to our listeners, <laughs> and we're going to ask them for feedback as to 
what it is they think that Colin Kaepernick, Steph Curry, and Barack Obama all have in common, <laughs> other than invoking the wrath and ire of Donald J. Trump. What do these three and men have And his merry band of white supremacists, fucking assholes. Whatever Wait a second. Be? Wait a second. I can imagine someone saying, well, he also does criticize John McCain, John McCain. and Lion Ted and little Marco. But you know what? The, the thing yeah, with McCain those are his is... his political rivals. Right. Those are his political rivals. And then the thing with McCain, the most recent thing with McCain is that McCain got in the way of repealing black man health care. Right. So, and that's right. a big problem. It's a big problem. But we'll handle it. Believe me. Believe me, we'll handle it. Believe me. Believe me. Fuck. I want to I pause for a second. Do it. And recognize... That the New York Yankees are going to the playoffs this year. <sighs> it's a good time. pause. It's about time. Yeah, it's about yeah. time. It's about time. The team is looking good. They clinched the playoff spot today. <sighs> they are not. They're not going to win the East. The okay. Red Sox are not going to lose. But, but Hey, they're but looking strong going into the playoffs. They have a good bullpen. They have a good lineup. They have good starters. They have a chance that if they get out of the stupid one-game wild card, I know. they can take it to any team Dude, and be competitive. You know what I'm going to do? I'm not wearing anything that says Yankees between now and then because I feel like it's going to jinx it. Yeah, I'm not wearing my Yankee cap. I'm not wearing any number of my Yankee sh- shirts or anything. It's like it's not happening. Okay. I do not even own any Yankee gear anymore. Really? What? Yeah. Why? I know. I've got I multiples. Know. I know. I mean, well, I had to. I had to burn my Paul O'Neill jersey. Yeah. Really. <laughs> that guy's a Trumpster, man. Yeah, maybe he's changed his mind now. But Doubt I still it. cringe every time I hear his voice on the broadcast. <laughs> that is the one good so, thing that I don't get the games down here. I gotta watch it on my ESPN app. Yeah. Oh um, my god. That's always a fun way to watch a game. <laughs> like, so why is it taking so long for the next pitch? <laughs> it what takes like hell? twenty minutes. It's you, been like two balls and a strike for 15 minutes. <laughs> you could text me like 12 times what happened in the game, and I'm still waiting for the next pitch. That's how much that sucks. Still, I'm still stuck in the third inning. <laughs> the game's fucking over. Second. So, wait a second. All right. We had, that, we had that pause for the Yankees clinching, but, you know, we really do need to pause because we, we're, we're in the days of awe here. Can you believe oh, it? The days of awe. That's true. The days between... Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, otherwise known as the Days of Awe. Uh, oh. <laughs> Dude, Yom Kippur on a Saturday this year. Wow. Know, it's like mar- Marathon that is, Synagogue. Oh, my God. You have to read everything yeah. in red. It's fucked. You're there for hours and hours. This is not for the faint of heart. Oh, God. I this is a true test it. of endurance. Did, and stamina. This, there's no this, need. This, there's no need for this. To, just to prove enjoy. that you're a good Jew? That's crazy. Just I'm not a good, Jew. a good Jew. I mean, I am. No, I'm the best Jew. I'm the best Jew. Yeah, I had internalized right. all of the best attributes of Judaism and, and Jewish values without being religious. 
What, what's wrong with that? You don't even need to. You don't. You're so good. You don't even need to practice anymore. You're exactly. Not practicing too. Exactly. That's well, that's been my point for a while. I'm the most self-actualized Jew. <clears throat> you are. But yesterday I was sitting in synagogue and oh, Jordan. God. Jordan said we should figure out like a gym workout routine to get ready. <laughs> For going to synagogue. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, Stephen was on the Hagma training program <laughs> for a year. But we have to take the Hagma training to the next level. Oh, God. <laughs> Yom Kippur. Because for the marathon that is Yom Kippur, somebody, some poor sap is going to be standing in the front of the sanctuary holding a Torah scroll for like 25 minutes. Oh, dude, because it's a Saturday. You got to do the Yom Kippur service on yeah. Shabbat. Yeah. That's long. like fucking extra torture. Yeah. This is the playoffs. This oh. is the Jewish playoffs. Oh, my starting, God. But no, the playoffs are exciting. They're fun. I, I look upon well, this with such dread. What? What about break, breaking the fast? Come on. Is there anything better than breaking the fast? I never last. I, I don't even last. I last until like halfway to the car out the door on the way to synagogue in the morning in the morning <laughs> i sneak the i sneak the granola bar on the way to services jesus is it wrong is it wrong to have bacon on young people oh god we're gonna break I'm the fast gonna, we're gonna have an all pork breakfast I'm gonna just gonna chops, stop on the way to chorizo to sausage, bacon. No, you just got you just gotta get yourself like a, a uh, egg, cheese, and bacon on a, on a roll, <laughs> and, and and right just like to pre you know pregame before synagogue. No, you know what? Saturday you get morning. those. You go on the way to synagogue. You get those, yeah. and you leave them in the car. Oh, and oh then the my whole car God. smells like Could you that imagine like? what the car would smell like when you got back? That would you be just amazing. sneak out to the car to smell it? <laughs> <laughs> In your delirium of hunger and thirst? Meanwhile, everybody's wishing everybody Shana Tova. I think I, uh, I think I made out with Shana Tova at Sleepaway Camp, man. Really? Yeah, I might have even touched her boobies. Shana Tova. I went to camp with her, man. You went to camp with Shana Tova? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my so God. Great. Wait, and then, so wait, as soon as Joe Kippur is on, they lay Sukkot on you? Yeah. You got to eat outside? Dude, the, the hits just keep on coming. Dude, I called, it a, I, called the, I called the sukkah, the thing that you got to build outside. This is, you know, for our non-Jewish listeners, the multitudes of them. This is the feast of Jewish feast of tabernacles, and you build this thing outside, and you're supposed to eat, exactly. and you uh, and it's called a, a sukkah, but I called it a hoppa today. <laughs> the hoppa is the thing you get married. Oh, nice. You are the most self-actualized Jew I've ever met. I'm yeah. so self-actualized. I don't even need to remember these the names of these things. It's a hoppa. You're getting married. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right. Are we done? Uh, so what are you doing Sunday? Done? I mean, Sunday I'm not I'm not watching any football. I haven't watched oh, football in a long time it? anyway. Yeah, you schlep your kids around the city if you're me, dude. I've got I've got soccer game and softball game tomorrow. Like basically at the same yeah. time, we're gonna have to divide and conquer. I had kids, so I could drive all over Montgomery County. Yeah, you drive all over racist Montgomery County. <laughs> Fucking racist <laughs> Montgomery County. I'm on to you, racist Montgomery County. 
My daughter had two soccer practices today. Two? two completely this different, is like hell week two, or something. In two completely different parts of New York City. <laughs> oh, my God. At least you could get, like, on the subway, man. No, I drove. You drove all over New York City? Well, one, well, one was Randall's Island. <laughs> oh, that sucks. And then the other was, it was, where was it? It was down on, like, uh, the FDR Drive, all the way down the East, oh my East God. River Park. East River Park. Oh, my God. She would yeah, have, probably would have been faster if Talia had taken a boat. Jesus Christ. It would Christ. have been faster if, she, if I had said, you know what? You're going to figure it out now. You're in high school. It's like you go through these stages. Like I lived in fear that my kids would not like sleepaway camp. They like sleepaway camp, which is awesome. Then, Guess I'm what? Like, I have a kid who I have a kid who doesn't like sleepaway oh, camp. So, so bad. There. And then, and then, like I'm like, oh, it's only a few years till Maddie can drive. I hope she can drive, and I hope she can drop me off where Mia wants to go. And like, then I don't have to do it. Yeah, guess what? I have a kid who is of driving age who decided he wasn't going to learn how to drive. That's right, because driving is bad for the environment. Because we live in New York City. That's right. because yeah, we live in New York City. Right. Why do you need to drive? Well, actually, he was supposed to learn this summer. That yeah. was part of the deal. Yeah. He's like, oh, you know what? I'll just take the test down at the DMV, and I'll get my learner's permit, and then you can drive. We'll go to New Jersey, and you'll show me how to drive. Yeah. Until he until he went online and realized you actually have to study and learn shit before you can just pass that test. <laughs> oh, but it's an easy test. Come on. No kidding. But like for somebody who like has no idea like what he's doing behind the wheel, he's just like, I'm not down for this. Dude, so he'll, he's like Vassar he kicked, bound. He'll be able to. He'll be able to do it. He kicked that. He kicked that can down the road. So <laughs> I, I, I appreciate uh, that actually. Yeah. So he's not driving either. But I am, so it's all good. It's all good. It's because you grew up in the Jersey suburbs, man. I grew up in the mean streets of Westfield, New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> dude, couldn't be tougher than the streets of Potomac, man. Uh, yeah. Dude, I don't know. You got streets named after Confederate <laughs> generals and shit. And, and people don't even stop at the stop signs at those fucking places, do they? How many times have you almost gotten gotten run over Fuck. by cars in your neighborhood? Oh, plenty. Well, because at 5 o'clock yeah. in the morning, apparently, when I'm out running, apparently there's no such thing as traffic rules. So people well, blow through a, stop signs, go too fast. I mean, you're a well-known threat to society. <laughs> that cop was scared shitless of you. <laughs> He was. He, he feared for his safety. <laughs> I towered over safety. me. Because I called my daddy because I didn't know. Because I was going to be. Because it, it, the thing was, I had to sign a thing saying I was going to appear in court on such and such a date. But as I explained to the officer, I'm actually going to be in Paris during that time. He's like, oh, that's it. Global, He's like, fuck you. Globalist cuck. <laughs> He's like a globalist cuck. <laughs> Uh, whatever. On that happy note. All right, everybody. Fight the good fight. Shana Tova. Shana Tova. And Colin Kaepernick, we trust. Yeah. And hopefully everybody will be inscribed in the Book of Life. And um, when you're judged this year, you will not be judged too harshly by the All Merciful. I don't know about me, but all right. (laughs) All right. Bye, everybody. We're out.